Hey guys, welcome to episode 7 of The Personal Project. It's a personal development podcast where I, Katie Arrington, discuss my personal project, me, <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> I'm a digital artist and life coach. I struggled with anxiety, depression, insecurity, self-loathing, procrastination, and more. And this podcast is my weekly update on what I'm doing to create a better life for myself. So I actually removed the aspiring part of my title for uh, me being a life coach. I used to say aspiring life coach. I removed that. I'm a life coach. And just a little tidbit for you guys, like if you're putting in your intros or if you're putting in like your descriptions on Instagram or anywhere that you're an aspiring anything, uh-uh, take it out, take it out. You're an artist, you are whatever it is that you want to be already. Uh, anyway, okay, so let's get into the episode. Um, so from the title, um, you'll see that I'm going to be talking about my social anxiety. And I had a little flare-up today, uh, no, sorry, not today, last week at some point, and I will share with you about what happened. But first, I'll tell you like how I got to this and all that kind of stuff. Um, so last week was good. Um, yeah, it's been good. I've been pretty productive. Um, I've been painting a lot. I've been getting stuff done. Um, but last week, I was also at a friend's house because right now I'm in my dad's place. Like I'm in my parents' home, but it's quite far out of the city. And so last week, I went up to the city and stayed over at my friend's house just so I could be <laughs> part of civilization for a little bit, which was really nice. It was really good to see friends. And then they work during the day. So I've been working at their house kind of thing. Anyway, um, so yeah, it's been good, but I just know that I'm not as productive as I could be. And not for the sake of just being productive, but like, I know like when I finish a day and I really feel like, oh yeah, like I totally attacked that day. Like I really know what I was doing. I pretty much like took ownership and I felt really proud of myself at the end of the day. I knew that like that wasn't really happening last week. Like I was still getting things done, but um, it just wasn't the same because I've seen myself when I am like really productive and like really getting things done. And essentially, it's, I know that it's because I didn't have a plan. Like, when I decided uh, that I was going to go YouTube full-time, I had, like, a super legit plan down because I knew I was going to Japan. And so I was like, I really want to make enough videos so that it would last me up until Japan. And then, like, I wouldn't have to worry about anything. It would all be scheduled. I would be able to enjoy Japan um, to its fullest. And so with that plan, I like listed everything I needed to do. I put it all on my calendar and then like, and like for about a week, it was just like, all right, I'm doing this and then I do this and I do this and I got all my shit done. It was awesome. It was good. Um, yeah. So like, I know what I'm like when I am feeling like, like really productive and stuff. And that wasn't really happening last week. Um, but it is good timing because um, my coach, we were working last week. She had me work on my goals. She gave me a worksheet on like, okay, what do I want to accomplish? Or like, what's my goal in the next 90 days, a year, uh, 10 years, and 25 years, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe there's a five years one in there. 
And doing that is super uncomfortable, y'all. Like, <clears throat> it's just, uh, it's so freaky to kind of like, you know, concrete out your goals because it's really scary to have a goal and then fail. Like, that's a really scary thing to happen. Um, especially the 25 year one, because the 25 year one is really like, I don't think most people think 25 years ahead, you know, like, it's kind of really thinking about like, what is it that I want to contribute to the world, which is very lofty. And it's kind of, and of course, it brings up thoughts like, who do you think you are that you can do something that actually like makes a big difference in the world. Uh, but I did it. And we talked about it, all that kind of stuff. But essentially, like I was looking at this and one of the homeworks that she wants me to do is to like, let's look at that year long goal and then really specify it really like kind of pull it apart and just get some specifics, you know, like really like figure out the parameters of this goal. Like so that then I can really measure it and then I can really see like what if I fail or not, right? Like it's like, did I meet this goal or not? So I have to make the goal really specific. So that's one of the things I was working on. And yeah, so essentially then I kind of realized as I was looking at this, like, yeah, the reason why I wasn't as productive last week was definitely because I didn't have a plan. Like I wasn't looking at a calendar. Like I have my morning scheduled out. Like it's just repeated because I have my morning routine that I'm that I am super in the habit of. So I don't even look at it because I know the order of things I do so well. But then like my days are just empty. Like I haven't been looking and using my calendar. Um, I know some people just use to-do lists. I've used to-do lists a long time ago and they just don't help me. Um, like I just find myself still not sure what to do first. I'm still like, like, you know, just, and then like not having like time, like I don't, I like probably take too long on some things and I always add stuff. And so it just feels like my to-do list kept, gets longer and longer and it doesn't ever feel like I really got a lot done or like, um, yeah, it just doesn't give the same feeling. And so one of the things I learned from Brooke Castillo, um, again, somebody I mentioned in like every podcast or every video, but she does this thing where instead of using a to-do list, she has a goal. Um, so let's say for me, it's like create a video, right? Put a video up on YouTube. So I will list every single thing I have to do, like, like write the topic about the video, film the video, edit the video, everything. Seriously, every little thing needs to go in this list. So essentially it's kind of like a to-do list, but then you take all that to-do list and you put it on a calendar. So you assign it a length of time and then that way you never do, you never procrastinate and you never, sorry, not procrastinate. You don't, I mean, you have to be good at this, but like you don't take too long on something. You're kind of like, all right, I got two hours to do this and then that's it. It's B minus work, good enough kind of thing. It really helps reduce perfectionism. Anyway, so you put all of that in the calendar, everything that you have to do in that list, and then you throw away the list. <laughs> so you never have a to-do list. Everything is in the calendar, and I love that method so much. I get so much done when I have like this calendar all filled out, and I never have to ask myself, what do I need to work on? I just get it done. It's all there, and it feels really good knowing that everything is on the calendar, so I know for sure that it's going to get done. Like this goal that I have or this task, this bigger task that I have, it for sure will get done because it's all on the calendar. Anyway, but planning is not comfortable. I mean, 
I used to plan because it's like kind of a productive way to procrastinate. It's really possible to procrastinate a lot with planning. Um, but it's also just as com uncomfortable to plan this way because you really have to take the time and do all of this tedious stuff, you know, like decide everything, figure everything out in advance, like really use a lot of brain power to not get bored as hell. And then you have to like assign a length of time and it's really uncomfortable to be like, is this enough time or like, and of course we all want to spend hours on hours on stuff, but then like, you just kind of have to be like, no, this, I know that it will take about an hour to get B minus work for this, for this task. And you got to stick with it. Oh, it's so, <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. You just have to work however fast that you can B minus work and you get it done and you don't perfect. And then, and then you get work out. You know, like you actually get work out that way. Anyway, so I wasn't doing that last week. I just didn't have a calendar. I just didn't use a calendar. And, you know, I found myself totally wasting time, right? Like doing things like asking myself, like, what should I work on? Or like, or like, um, you know, what should I do next? What's my goal? Like I keep having to be reminded of myself what the goal is. Whereas when you have everything in your calendar, you don't even have to worry about your goal, right? Because you just have to worry about the task at hand because you know your goal is taken care of. Uh, so yeah, and I knew that I wasn't doing that because I was scared. Of course I was scared to kind of like put anything in concrete terms in my calendar because it's really scary to like not follow through on your calendar, right? But I decided recently that, okay, like, I really am going to start, like, any time that I see there's a day next where there's nothing in the calendar, I'm going to have, I'm going to plan out that day and actually, like, um, at least, you know, at least that day. And usually... I mean, what Brooke Castillo recommends is that you, you plan out like three months long. Oh my God, that scares the shit out of me. Like she recommends that we, yeah, plan out three months at a time. Like we have, we have a huge goal in a year and then we break down the goals, that, that year long goal into like three sections, right? And then you focus on the next 90 days and to try and you do and you plan out everything that you can do to meet that like first mark within the within the year goal. Anyway, okay, I'll get to the social anxiety part. Anyway, so but just, you know, just a thing like if you guys are finding yourself kind of like feeling a lot like really lost during the day and not sure what to do next and all that kind of stuff, like this whole like calendar system and like like listing out all your to-do lists and putting it on the calendar and then just like focusing on getting the tasks done at the right times and all that stuff. It's it's seriously like so crazy how productive that is. Okay, well anyway, so because of that, I was thinking like, all right, I need to start planning my days again. I need to not like just, you know, go willy-nilly at stuff. I need to start planning the day. So I was looking at my year goal and and it's ambitious for sure. It's really ambitious. Um, I want to make, you know, I want to make a comfortable amount of money next year. And like, I want to be able to like go on trips with my family. I want to be able to pay for their costs, all this kind of stuff. Like it's ambitious y'all. <laughs> and I'm 
definitely nervous and definitely like, ooh, it's kind of freaky. But at the same time, I'm super excited and super like, ooh, I wonder if I could do it. Um, so then like I had the smallest brainstorming session, like not huge at all. But like I was just thinking like, because I've been reading books, right, about how like they say like if you have a big goal, then that means you need to take really big action. Like you really need to like if you have a small goal, you tend to make small actions. So that's why it's really great to have big goals because then because then you'll have to take big, big action. And I was just thinking like, okay, if I want to make that amount of money and if I want to make like, yeah, if I want to make that much of an impact neck by the end of next year, like what kind of things could I do that's like, like what's a big thing that I could do? Like what, what would, what would really like, like, you know, shoot me up a certain area or something. And one of my first ideas, I was just asking myself this question for fun, just seeing like, huh, I wonder if I could think of one idea. And I did. One of the ideas I had, or just the, the one idea I had, because I only like asked for one answer in my head, is that I move. well, okay, my first thought was like, okay, like what if I could get like a really big, like what if an influencer would be willing to let me give them free coaching and if, and if they had a really good time, or sorry, if they had like a good impact, like if that made an impact in their life, then um, that would be, and then I would ask like, okay, then if, if that was helpful to you, like I would really appreciate a mention in your story or something like that, right? Um, I was like, yeah, that could, that could really like bring my business to a new level um, if I got more eyes on it that way. And then, so as you guys know, I'm currently living in Jakarta, Indonesia, because that's what my parents are. That's where my dad is. Um, but there's this island called Bali, Indonesia. It's called Bali. It's in Indonesia as well. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. You guys probably heard of Bali more than you've heard of Indonesia. But Bali is like this, you know, great island. It's like a lot of beaches and surfing and it's gorgeous as always. And I, um, I go there a lot for vacation and it's, it's great. I really liked when I was, I, I really liked experiencing that place. I mean, I never stayed long enough to like feel like I lived there, but maybe a, a month was the longest I've been there or something. And it's awesome. I love it. Anyway, so Bali is kind of like quite well known right now as being like a hub for a lot of expats, like foreign people, foreign, um, yeah, foreign people to come and like create startups or like just, you know, get away from like the nine to five grind. And also there's quite a bit of influencers who live there. And I really don't know like what my plan is, but I just thought of this. I was like, you know, if I'm like, if I am going to really go for something that big, like really try and find like an influencer who'd be willing to like talk, share my services, um, it would make a lot more sense to go to Bali. And I've always considered living there. Um, I'm, I, if you watch my, the story we tell ourselves video, you would know that like I was super, I was such a beach baby. I grew up in another island um, for six years of my life. And I love, 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 love the ocean so much. I love the beach. I can spend hours just like standing by the waves, like swimming around the ocean. And it's just like my thinking time. It's just like, so it's like so meditative. Like I could really imagine, you know, Sundays just spending my whole day in the water kind of thing and just, and not even having to do anything. Like I like need to bring my phone into the bathroom because I get bored as hell 
but if I'm in the water, I could stay in the water for hours without any entertainment and just enjoy myself in the water, in the in the seawater. And so <clears throat> I thought of that and I was like, whoa, like, could I, could I really do that? Could I move to Bali and like get to know some people, like get to know the community there? Maybe there are some people who have a following and then they would want to work together. Like, would that like really happen? Could I do that? And so I was really considering it. And then my social anxiety totally <laughs> kind of like swooped in there. Pretty much I was like really excited at the idea because I think Bali's great. Um, but then I just started thinking of like all the possible things that could go wrong. Um, let me see. I messaged a friend about it and um, I have like a list of things that I got really scared about. Okay, yeah, here. So other, okay, but before I tell the list, the other thing that I really liked about Bali though is that like compared to Jakarta where I am now is that there's a lot more expats there. There's a lot more people who would be interested in my in my services. Like, um, I just don't see many like like Indonesians who would want to do this. Like, you know, coaching and stuff like that. I just don't think like there's just not a stigma, but I know that it's just still weird in this culture. I think to even have like things like a therapist, like all that kind of stuff, and so. Um, my target is definitely not Indonesians, it would be expats. And then another thing is that um, a lot of people tend to go to Bali because they're like kind of looking for something, right? They're kind of like leaving their current circumstances wherever they were from and then they come to Bali to kind of like see what they can find, like to, you know a lot of people travel to go find themselves and then because of the movie Eat, Pray, Love, Bali became kind of like a huge island for things like that, for like healing and for, I mean, I think it was more catered towards spiritual healing. I never watched the movie, but it's just like, if I'm going to find any in-person clients, Bali would make sense. Um, I'll, a lot of my efforts will be online, but it's like, hmm, like that's totally like, that, that would increase my chances so much more than being in Jakarta. Okay. Anyway, so I have all these good reasons why I would want to move there. Um, and it would make more sense than to move back to the States right now because I have no cash money. And then I'm not going to be able to rent an apartment with like just starting a business and then like not having any like income coming in other than like small stuff, right? But like I will not be able to rent an apartment in the States. So Bali, it's so cheap. Um, yeah, cost of living is really cheap. Anyway, so... Yeah, I was just really scared because Bali, again, filled with like a lot of influencers who are gorgeous and then just generally a lot of gorgeous people tend to go there and like, you know, surfers or like just like all these beautiful like model women and stuff are going there and and I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God, that that is like freaking me out a little bit, like the thought of that and then... And then there's a lot more of like a social culture there than there is here in Jakarta. Um, I think there's just a lot more like opportunity to meet people in Bali because like there's just a lot of events going on. There's a lot more like a community feel, whereas Jak Jakarta is so big. And then there's also not many like for not as many foreigners that are here. Um, like the pool of people that I would meet here who like 
are kind of like interested in the same things or like are, you know, looking to like create businesses and all that stuff too. Um, people in the same wavelength would be, would be in Bali and, oh man, yeah, it just totally like tested my social anxiety for sure. Like, um, I was like just terrified of imagining myself being there and like not making any friends. Like that is my fear. And I guess another, what I'm really afraid of is that like, I'm going to be in this island paradise and it's like gorgeous, it's beautiful. And if I told anybody I lived in Bali, Indonesia, most people would be like super jealous, right? Or be like, whoa, I wonder what that's like and stuff. And and I could see myself totally judging everything I do and seeing if that like corresponds with like a, an envious life, I guess, like an enviable life. Like what if I live in Bali and and I'm completely miserable or like I don't I can't make any friends or like I'm just not having a good time and and like I just would be completely mortified because apparently you know Bali's like the best or whatever but I'm having a horrible time if I can't make it here in Bali if I can't be happy in Bali then wow then that's like really embarrassing or like then <laughs> what do, what am I expecting that's gonna happen when I go anywhere else so, yeah, I was just, like, going down some really bad rabbit holes. I even started thinking things like, if I live in Bali and my life sucks and, like, I'm just such an embarrassing person, if my friends ever visit, they're going to, like, feel so embarrassed and, and, like, shitty that they're going to have to be obligated to see me. Like, seriously, my head was going down really, really mean routes, you know? Like, I was just judging myself really hard and, like, just like imagining all the things other people would think essentially and so I messaged my friend about this she she also struggles with social anxiety a lot and so like yeah she's my confidant I talked to her a lot about this stuff and um she really helped me she reminded me of something that um her therapist would also tell her to do which is like to really take a look at our fears like what is it that we're really afraid of right and Oftentimes, what we're really afraid of is not other people, but more like what we will do to ourselves. And that's totally true. And like, I like thought about it some more and I realized like, yeah, my biggest fear isn't, it is other people, but it's the, the worst thing is that like, if any of those things happen or if any, if, or if anything wrong happens, like, I'm going to judge the shit out of myself. Like, I'm going to be really mean towards myself, and I'm really scared of all the things I'm going to say to myself. And so she reminded me that, like, hey, you know, like, I know you're scared that this is going to happen, that you're going to, like, you know, be really mean to yourself and all these difficult emotions, and that you're going to be against yourself when these things happen, or if these things happen, but, like, you can be aware right now that you don't have to be that way. You can totally be there for yourself if crappy things happen, that you can be on your own side, that you don't have to be mean to yourself, that you don't have to do all these like judge judgmental things, you know, to yourself. And so, yeah, that really helped because I was just like, oh shit. Yeah, like I guess what I am more afraid of is what I'm going to say to myself. And like I have every capability to be my to to not do that to myself. I have 
I have everything in myself to just uh, be there for myself. Like, if I don't enjoy my time in Bali, that's totally okay. If I don't make a single friend, that's totally okay. And whatever anyone else thinks, like if I if I have any friends who come and like it's true, they think some horrible things, like they don't really actually want to see me or something like that, then I can be there for myself. Um, and plus, and then on top of that, I really have no idea what they're thinking. And I really shouldn't even bother getting into somebody else's business because it's not my business. I shouldn't be trying to like probe into people's minds because um, that's, yeah, that there's no point in doing that. And so, yeah, and like I was just like freaking out. It was like I had this great idea and I knew I would really enjoy living there. I would like, I love being by the beach. And, you know, right now as somebody who's just starting her own business and starting to like you know, it's not, I'm not making much money right now. So like, I'm, I need to live on the cheap. Like Bali is the perfect place to live where you can live on the cheap, but still have like a really nice lifestyle. And so it was like, really, I had all these good, really, really good reasons. But my social anxiety was like, no, no, no. Like, what if you don't make friends? What if you hate it there? What if you don't enjoy it? And everyone's going to think you're a loser because you, you're like having a really shitty life when you're in paradise. Like there's something, there must be something really wrong with you if you like aren't having a good time in paradise. What if people come and they don't want to see you? Like <laughs> I just went down all these roads. It was, yeah, it was really, really like, oh, okay, yep, there I go again. <laughs> and um, luckily though, my friend helped me, but also, yeah, being reminded, right, that like I don't have to judge myself. I don't have to be mean to myself. Um but the other thing is also that, like, I have luckily gotten really good at understanding that when I'm afraid, like, especially when it's like I'm excited at first and then I get scared. If I'm afraid and I have fear and I have doubt and I'm trying to tell myself all these reasons that I shouldn't do something, um, that's when I know that that's a reason to go, actually, or it's a reason to do that thing. Because... Fear and doubt, I've got, I really love this like saying, I don't even know where I heard it from, maybe I made it up, but I love the saying that like fear and doubt, it's really just homework from their universe. Nothing has gone wrong, like actually fear is actually very good, doubt is very good, and it just means that these are things that you have to overcome if you want to be like the next best version of yourself, and I really, really fully believe that. And so that's been helping me a lot in making like really scary decisions and just kind of doing it. And this is one of those things because like I I'm really excited about it. I think it can do wonders for my business. Like even if it doesn't, there's a higher or like even if we don't know or if I don't know, there's just a higher likeliness that I'm going to meet somebody that I can collaborate with, whether it's an influencer or not, but just like meeting people, networking it's just going to happen so much more there. And then also for my mood, like I just love being by the beach, all that stuff. It's like all these good reasons, but then like I start to get scared of all the possible wrong things that could happen. And that's when my brain is trying to tell me like, hey, be safe, stay in the cave, stay in the place that's safe, that you'll never get hurt. And yeah, I've, I've just like really internalized like, okay, this is this this means that I need to do it. Like this means that I really have to do this thing that scares the shit out of me and then it's going to push me forward.
And one of the other cool things is I, I just wrote a chapter um, from the book, The Magic of Thinking Big, I think. Yeah. And he was talking just about, there was this one chapter called like how to turn defeat into victory. And it was a good chapter. It was really talking about how like a successful person is not defined by somebody who's just always like hitting their goals forever and ever. And it's just like perfect. Their, their road down success is just like, there's no problems. Everything's great. That's not true at all. Actually, the people who are successful are the ones that come into come into defeat a lot. Like there's so many, so many failures that they run into, but it's their attitude towards it that actually get them to a better place in life. And and then he was telling like one of the stories of this student who, in the end, told him that he was really thankful thankful that he didn't pass the class the first time because he learned a lot about like hard work or like commitment and all this stuff and it's it was like really weird for him to say that he's thankful of a failure and so after reading that I was kind of thinking in my head like you know what then I wonder if like I can actually be actually like be thankful for this social anxiousness that I have that like I'm like really afraid of certain people and like really afraid of being seen as a loser. I wonder if I can actually be thankful for this because now I have something to overcome and that's pretty cool. And it's really weird, but I can actually like, I'm like kind of cool with it right now, <laughs> which is really strange. But yeah, so anyway, like right now I feel pretty committed I am going to move to Bali or at least I'm going to work towards it. I'm going to like work towards making enough money so I can go there and then um, yeah, see what life is like there and see what I can do while I'm there. I am really excited about it. I'm super excited about having my own place. I'm super excited about near, being near the beach. I'm super excited about eating some like healthier foods because there's so many like health food stuff there. I'm really excited about like meeting more people and being closer. Oh, I miss riding scooters. I can't wait to drive a scooter again. I wonder if I could foster a dog. That would be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, one of my like, not legit, but it's like one like worry I have is definitely about the making friends part and not just because of social anxiety, but it's because like I don't drink, right? So I just, I'm going to have to like navigate like life and like going to this island when I don't drink. Um, I'm not worried about like being lured into drinking because I truly like don't want it anymore. It's more like I hope I can meet people who are in the same like idea, like who aren't interested in drinking that much and you know, maybe are just more interested in their own growth or things like that. I'll just have to see. It just It's just gonna really depend, but I'm pretty excited about the fact that I am scared and that I'm going to do it anyway. So I hope that can help you guys too to see how like really, truly, like it's when you're scared, that means that's the right way to go. Anyway, okay, well, that's it for today. Thanks so much, guys, for watching. I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Okay, bye.